0: Hey, how's it going, Carolina?
1: It's going great. How are you doing?
0: Doing very well. Uh, Excited to have you on the podcast.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: (laughs) You know, before we jump into everything, do you want to share just quickly just a little bit about, you know, what you do, who you are, um, and then we can jump into everything else.
1: Sure. Um, My name is Carolina Fernandez, and I'm originally from uh, Madrid, Spain but I'm currently based in Montreal, Canada. Um, My journey into fashion has been pretty interesting because I actually, uh, I used to be a doctor in Spain. I studied medicine and uh, I was an anesthesiology intern, uh, but then after a while I realized my inner passion uh, has always been fashion, so I... Started to be do a bit of a leap of faith and leave my career and do a um, fashions communications and a styling masters in Spain at a European Institute of Design. I surrounded myself with a lot of like very interesting creative people and I was assisting some people and like working on projects with other creatives and then I started working in this luxury brick and mortar and e-commerce in Madrid called Exception and I had a really good tie with the photographer there and the owner of the business and she let me see all this different aspects and and pillars of owning a, a luxury fashion business from The logistics, the uh, strategic buying efforts, visual merchandising, e-commerce, art direction, how to like visualize your ideas as a brand on social media, on your website. And so I kind of was this kind of little pivotal employer there doing a bit of everything. And I gained so much experience so fast. And uh, then I was on a long distance relationship with my partner in Canada. So I, after a while, decided it was time to move to Canada. And I started working at Essence as the um, uh, senior um, ready to uh, wear stylist for menswear and women's wear, and now kids' wear. <laughs> I've been there for almost. Four years already and uh that's my home and um uh yeah we're developing um all the very fast fashion imagery and styling that we do daily and uh yeah that's me
0: (laughs) yeah I mean so much to get to we'll definitely be talking about everything over the course of the interview you know moving into the first segment the style ethos how would you describe your personal style
1: Well, I've always been uh, a bit of a tomboy and it's very funny that uh, you ask that question because I feel when I uh, talk to people, we always um, talk about this era in their past that we regret. (laughs) And I feel like in a very uh, fun way, I I feel like I've never had like a teenage years that I regret because I feel like my style has always been pretty consistent <laughs> like I am a je- jeans lover I I love just kind of being uh feminine a bit through the attitude but I'm like I like uh, oversized jeans I like comfortable pieces but then I'm a sucker for super uh glamorous heels and statement bags, so that's kind of my style, like mixing baggy silhouettes with uh a good shoe and a good bag, and that's what I feel makes a really good outfit.
0: <laughs> yeah, love that juxtaposition. Do you have like mm-hmm. a go to favorite denim brand? Is it Levi's or something uh, something else yeah.
1: vintage Levi's to be honest um. I tend to also nowadays buy more in, uh, the men's departments, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, good, a good Levi's. Um, I mean, more on the high end side, I think, um, the shapes of, uh, Balenciaga jeans are really cool. Like it's hard to buy really baggy, baggy jeans for women's wear that have a bit of a smaller waist. Um, so they tend to do these really like like um, a good, really baggy uh, shape of jeans that make your legs feel really long. But then you can wear it without having to uh, scrunch it in a belt. <laughs> um, and then a lot of uh, old school dickies, too. That's not jeans, but like a workwear that is kind of a bit raggedy, too. I find it really, really cool. Uh, But I'd say for um, this season, I've been styling lately quite a lot of uh, Jonathan Anderson jeans and they're really, really cool because he reconstructs and like does really quirky, fun shapes with jeans. Uh, So there's some really good uh, jean staples now at GW
0: yeah definitely i've been like a fan of his jeans over the last couple of years and the yeah. wash is always incredible
1: yeah yeah uh yeah and very unisex too which is kind of cool but uh, yeah jonathan anderson i would say is like a good one
0: yeah i love his playfulness everything from you know his collaboration with uniqlo to obviously his own namesake brand to luebe i mean
1: yeah and as a Spanish person, I just feel so proud of what he's doing like at Loewe. Like, um, Loewe when I was growing up was the brand of like the very upper class kind of crusty women or something <laughs> that had a lot of money, really? money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like always the khaki or the brown bag to show status, like a good leather Loewe bag for moms with a lot of money in Spain. And it wasn't really fashionable, and now it's being fully revamped. And Loewe is like the coolest thing ever. Uh, Their shows are like gallery openings, almost. It's so artistic, and I'm like so happy that there's like this new injection of color and playf- playfulness and such a um, heritage brand.
0: Yeah, that has to be great. I mean, kind of like a like a hometown hero in, in mm-hmm. Spain. That's really great.
1: Yeah. yeah it's Um. I was. It reminded me a bit of the revamp of uh, Bottega with Daniel Lee, that that kind of was what uh, Bottega was. Loewe was a bit of the Bottega of Spain, like insanely good quality leather, but not the most um, kind of innovative or, or like cool aesthetic. And that's changed a lot now.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I, it's mm-hmm. like a show you really can't miss. Yeah. You know, moving into like the next segment, you know, what are you obsessed mm-hmm. with currently? You know what have you been into lately? This could be books, you know, music, TV shows, films, food. Pretty much
1: anything. Well, I'm always obsessed with a movie, the platform for film, because my partner works in film, and we're like suckers for art house cinema. So um, I've been recently watching a lot of like movies about real life stories, like. this movie, uh, movie uh, After Sun by Charlotte Wells that stars, um, uh, oh, it's his name, from uh, Normal People, the actor, uh, I forget his name, but the movie After Sun was amazing. It was just so powerful about the real life relationship with the daughter and, uh, and his father struggling with mental health. Then we watched this movie Alcaraz, which is also like a very real story of, of countryside farmers being um, evicted from their land. <laughs> uh, so things like, like I'm always inspired by movies that just like show the beauty and struggles of real life. <laughs> um, I'm not an escapist in cinema, I'd say. Like my partner always laughs that I don't like sci-fi movies or the Marvel world. Uh, but yeah, I just love um, movies that make me connect to realness and people in a way. So that's what I'm kind of always obsessed with.
0: <laughs> yeah. Kind of um, like that rawness. Um, do you have like a favorite film or favorite films?
1: Um, I'd say Paris, Texas uh, will always be one of, like, my number one favorite movies of all time. But I love Wonka Kar too. Um, I don't know. It's hard to pick one. Just um, Movies are just such an achievement to make. So just picking one out of this insane ocean of uh, movies, it's crazy. But I'm using this app uh, called Letterboxd that everybody oh, yeah. says. <laughs> That's pretty good about cr- keeping track with, like, Movies you've liked, uh, sharing it with your friends, seeing what other people comment about it. um, It makes you really like kind of enjoy and um, be really precious about movies in a way. So I'm really loving that app.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm actually kind of curious. Would you ever want to do styling for like a movie?
1: I would love to. You're tackling into a very, uh, very touchy because uh yeah, um I love to make uh wardrobe styling. Like I think a movie that really uh adds that layer of like believing fully a character because he's wearing what he would wear in real life or also making insane glamorous um costume design for movies that are these insane visual layer. That's that's amazing. Like I'm that's that's a, a, a an arena of studying that i'm just so passionate and i love to see when people really take attention to detail and uh they manipulate garments to look like they're aged or dirty or like worn a certain way according to the personality of the character that's i think it's 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 really great and i don't know it's like very beautiful the the pre-work of research that these teams have to make because sometimes you're just going into a historical era that you've never lived or a culture country and like a space that you've never really like lived in so uh, just having to really try to be as truthful or reinterpret a different past eras or future eras or different um geographical locations it's like it's pretty amazing on the research side of it too
0: yeah moving into you know the next segment rapid fire kind of getting your quick opinion on a few things i mean first being you know more and more people are gonna traveling again you know either for fashion week to visit showrooms Mm -hmm. or just events in general you know have you been traveling a bit more people you know that you work with coworkers, peers been been getting back and, and traveling
1: yeah i mean i've been traveling more for pleasure than for work lately uh and that's been really good but uh a lot of my co-workers and different teams at essence have been fully traveling for fashion weeks uh since last year i guess uh and um I'm really happy to see a new uh, team of uh, digital content um, at Essence being really good at their jobs. Uh, Shout out to Steph Jotka, who's uh, the head of digital content at Essence. Uh, The best. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's like really fresh to see people who go to Fashion Week but make it really accessible, like taking photos backstage videos um and really kind of like talking fashion you know but in a very like breathable like very fresh way where it doesn't feel exclusive or like uptight it's just really chill it's like her and her friends just are fully enjoying in a very like happy joyful way shows and fashion in general so that's been really cool seeing the content at essence on social media be really really fashion forward but really fun and very dynamic so yeah that's been really great to see during this new era of post-pandemic chaos
0: <laughs> yeah I mean big fan of, of stuff and what she's been able to do and love seeing her work and
1: fun to see mm-hmm. her
0: take on you know creating fashion content for for Essence which i feel like for years now I feel like it's been kind of building up the credibility of like a really really great resource for learning more about brands and of course the styling which we'll get into later um Mm -hmm. i also would love to learn more about the personal travel you've been doing you know what places have you been to any recommendations
1: um i went with my family to jamaica last month and uh we had been the year before too and um It's just pure paradise. Um, I must confess that I struggle a lot during winters in Montreal. (laughs) I'm like a a sun little Spaniard. Uh, So being at uh, the low zero temperatures here is pretty grim during the winter. So any chance I get to see the sun, (laughs) it just charges my batteries. So yeah, Jamaica has been really great. We also... Re-style a lot with a little Airbnbs and a rented van, and that was really great. Um and then I'm going to California in May, which I'm really excited about. Re reset and refuel and look at the stars for a while.
0: Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, Yeah. you definitely um even here in New York, and I'm from the Midwest as well. Originally the winters can definitely be brutal, so I can only imagine
1: what it's like (laughs)
0: in Canada. Um definitely need to find your escape
1: yeah now I get the whole idea of the sunbirds uh who go to Florida in winter and stuff
0: (laughs) yeah I'm actually gonna would love to know like what's your like go-to I'm going into the office it's freezing out like what are you wearing
1: um I my partner laughs a lot because I'm actually well uh, I have like two type of outfits. The one where I'm like, it's actually freezing outside and I just need to be logical. So it's going to be Salomon boots or like, like Salomon, almost like high top sneakers, not the like big heavy duty boots, like a yeah. Salomon sneaker that has a good grip. Mm-hmm. I don't wear long pants, although everybody wears them. I just feel like, um, I, I have this insane fear of uh, tights, stockings, long johns in my legs. I need just them to like be <laughs> set free inside my pants. So I, <laughs> yeah. just, I just wear jeans and then it's true that I have a uh, good fleece or like North Face coat. A lot of people at work um, have the <laughs> Aritzia super puffs or like, a super puffer or something like that they're like really big big puffers that almost go down to your ankles but uh I just wear some a bunch of layers and of course a neck warmer and the and a toque and good gloves but uh when it's not really freezing or uh snowing like crazy outside I tend to wear like (laughs) a cool fashion boot like (laughs) uh I my favorite boots ever are and I wear them a lot. I have them in four different colors. Uh the um Calvin Klein by Ralph Simmons uh cowboy boots that have like a metal tip. So good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed with this type of boot. And it's kind of sad that they're not gonna be made ever again. So that was such a stamina boot a couple of years ago. And yeah, that's kind of my go to. Boots for summer and winter. It
0: doesn't matter. I love it. Yeah. Anyone who's lived any place where it gets like ridiculously cold always has like their go-to jacket, their go-to like pair of boots. Mm -hmm. um, it's needed. You definitely need that. I also am just curious, you know, we've seen quite a few collections. We have women's, you know, coming up. Uh Mm -hmm. any collections that have really stood out to you that you really enjoyed, that you really loved what what they did.
1: Um, I must say, it happened yesterday, the new Gucci collection without Alessandro Michele for women's wear. I was obsessed with it. And honestly, I was so sad when Alessandro Michele like left. I was like, oh my God, what is going to happen to my world of uh, fantasy and like you know like his collections were such events and it just makes you really like dream as a fashion lover I was like oh my goodness but uh I'm like you know what this was actually a really really strong collection like these references to like the sexiness of Tom Ford era but um very Michelic kind of like color palette and like you know, very sexy, the horse bit kind of details everywhere. I was really, really, really obsessed with this new collection. And uh, the new bags are going to be like the next it bag, I feel like for for a good couple years.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think they really killed it. And I think it was really, really strong showing. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the recent collections have been really incredible. I just saw the uh, Joe Saunders show and was really, really loved with them. Yeah, there.
1: so much uh color and like yeah i was like really impressed because uh they've really like like gone like outside of their box i feel more than ever in the show and it was really cool to see yeah
0: okay so moving into you know the main portion of the interview i always love to start off with just how did you initially get interested in in fashion?
1: Um I think from a young age I've always like really loved um how especially women that were older than me dressed. Um I was really kind of I, I thought the way like a lot of like older women around me in Spain had this very beautiful demeanor with like their their bags on the weekend uh or just this idea of um, wearing leather gloves in winter. I was always like, oh, wow, this feels like so cool. And um, I don't know, I didn't like really grow up with the internet. Like I just remember being maybe like 16 or 17 and having to dial into my modem to (laughs) be able to access the internet. But um, I feel like it's very interesting to this idea of starting to love fashion before the digital age because it was more about like really looking at what what was around you in the real world instead of like having this like visual image input every single day like through the internet social media and stuff I just remember my school teachers or people like that I was like really fascinated like how they dressed and then um I've always like treated fashion kind of like a hobby uh because I didn't really know as a young person that you could actually work in fashion um so I would always like as a hobby like after school or after class just like go online and research um like how famous people dressed and um then I started going into style.com when I was a bit older researching like the the collections it was just very organic but it was kind of a more like a very like a world of my own on alone it was my little my little hobby that I didn't really share with anybody that's why I think like I got into fashion or realizing that I really wanted to work in this world where when I was like in my late 20s like not as a teenager who wants to go to central star martins and wants to do fashion design I was just kind of like oh this is fun as a hobby but then I realized it's like no it doesn't have to be a hobby you can actually work in the fashion industry (laughs) but yeah my first recollection of loving fashion was like through looking at women that were older around around me like doing weddings or like then my grandma also used to like be a really good seamstress and make clothes for for us when we were little or and uh, she always had this like closet with like the good clothes that uh, she really like took care of like this good coat and uh, and stuff so yeah, that was kind of my like introduction to my love for fashion. Yeah.
0: So then you kind of, I mean, I'm assuming that you continue to kind of see it as a bit of a hobby and you pursued like career opportunities as in the medical field. Mm. You know, can you describe when it dawned on you? Just like, okay, I know I've gone to all through the schooling and all this training to, you know, to become a doctor, but I really just feel like ration is, is the way to go. Yeah. I don't
1: know. I was a bit... um I just went to medical school out of my own will. Like I didn't, I wasn't forced by any family member or anything. I just had this also insane passion to learn about the human body. And I really don't regret it. It was a beautiful education, but I just had this internal feeling that I wasn't really being creative or like I had this kind of urge to just like create through clothing or like experimenting with photography or like, being with friends that were doing like uh, art shows or like creative projects like that. I was just like feeling that oh, I just just don't want to work and, and just not have this creative side of me fulfilled. And the more I kind of like started to uh, nourish that internal feeling I had, the more like happy I was feeling. So I was just thinking, let's just give it a try. See if I can just make, uh, this, these like nudging feeling that I have, uh, an, an actual career. And and then my partner and his community of friends who are all artists, um, encouraged me a lot. And, uh, yeah, here I am. It was just kind of like listening to your own internal thoughts and desires and, um, and just going for it.
0: So how is that, you know, transition going from from Madrid to to then Canada and Montreal. I mean, how did you already know that you had a job at Essence before moving? Or um,
1: kind of I um I interviewed for Essence when I was in Spain, but um they wouldn't sponsor my visa. So I knew I had this a very good first interaction that I had made with a with a company, but I I didn't definitely have like a job secured. So. I just decided to um, I applied for a work visa for a year and uh I just decided to move and see what was out there. I was in Toronto for a bit. I was doing some odd jobs and working in art department, but um I then just decided to re-interview with my manager and uh he was instantly the job's yours. So um that's how the transition happened, it was pretty fast.
0: Again, essence. Premier place to shop for for fashion. Anyone who follows fashion knows about Essence. It's a really great shopping destination. You know, Mm -hmm. what is it like working for Essence? I feel like it's something that people don't get to hear too much about. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, what are some maybe misconceptions about styling and being a stylist that people should know about as well?
1: I'd say the misconception about uh, uh, (laughs) the people who work at Essence is that... A lot of people think uh, we are all insane fashionistas that dress to the dimes, uh, and it's actually not true. The, the people who work at the studio—we're all very, very chill people. We know we're working in production, and we love our environment. We're like the community of Essence. It's like very talented young creatives who are, you know, really engaged with fashion. But everybody's very laid back, which is really good. <laughs> That's a very big misconception that we're all insane fashion people. No, we're all really chill people who uh, have normal lives. We do pottery. We do <laughs> different things. And, uh, and um, I mean, it's interesting because uh, I feel like we've grown so much during the pandemic. You know, like this crazy boom of the... Uh, online shopping world when uh, all the brick and mortars and all the physical stores were closed um, has definitely been insanely impactful in um, our day-to-day life. The The studios have got bigger, the amount of clothes that we reproduce, the new brands, the new categories, like now we shoot kids wear, we shoot uh, a lot of objects, textiles, bedding, uh, ceramics, furniture, books, uh, but also like a lot of new brands. So it's true that we've had to really adapt to this insane growth. It feels like now it's like starting to like plateau and like be a little bit smoother. But um, we work really fast. But the 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 vibes are really good. Like uh, we are all really good friends. It's really cool because you're always. When you're shooting in uh, prepping collections and shooting on different studios, you're always with different teams every single day. So that makes makes it really fresh. You're working with different like models, makeup artists, uh, different coordinators, producers, uh, photographers every single day. So it's just very fresh and uh, very dynamic, which is really cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what I expected. I mean, from like the amount of growth that Essence has had and so many new brands being added. I mean, I'm sure it keeps your team very, very busy. You know, how do mm-hmm. you tackle styling all these different pieces for all these different collections that are constantly coming in? You know, what is your approach to to styling, and you know, how do you get it all done with your team?
1: Um, I mean, it's true that with with time, you get a lot of experience because. Uh, when you style a new brand one time, then you will always remember it because there's so much research that goes behind it. You research you know their lookbooks, their website, their social media if they have a runway or not other uh, competitors uh, that are also maybe styling that brand. you just do this kind of like online package search of of a brand and um then you you kind of like never forget about it. Um, I don't know. We always have this kind of like a, a bit of this like in, like already like um like an essence look that we've like uh, studied over the years. You know, it's like other e-commerces don't style the same way a brand that maybe essence would do, and it's always trying to find this like very very fresh, cool look for 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 a brand that feels like young but also isn't like extremely seasonal or too trendy you know because it could be a bit pastiche so just really always reminding yourself of like kind of like the art direction guidelines that you have at essence and then just trying to make it realistic and desirable like I always try to style a brand the way I think it would be cool to look at on look at it online so I always have a bit of my mental drawers. Like, oh, is this brand really edgy? Is this brand really sexy at night? Is this brand more like mature? And you kind of have these little drawers of um, of knowledge. And for me, the most interesting at uh, e-commerce styling is that you're not trying to do inspirational editorial stylings that you see in magazines you're trying to make things really desirable for a consumer for a real life person you don't want them to dream you want them to feel like they want to buy this thing because they want to look as cool as the as the model so it's very realistic but um, it has to create desire to the consumer so for me the most um, kind of like intellectual part of my job is trying to do fashion brands pairings that feel very aligned to the brands but also like interesting like when you have a new brand that's all dresses you really have to think about creating a curation of like the best footwear maybe the best jewelry or the best bags that would can kind of like add to to the personality of the brand and and yeah creating these kind of like fashion connections of different brands. is like something that takes time to kind of like, I don't know, to like master. And why do we really like doing it, essence? Cause we have hundreds of brands. So you could really easily get lost in your swimming pool of options, but if you can really kind of like make the best brand pairing choice, that's like total success for an an upload. And that's, what I try to do when I'm training people just teaching them of like, maybe broaden your spectrum of ideas that you would have for a brand, but then just narrow it down and try to pick whatever's the best curation to the image and the customer that you want to like target. So that's a bit of the science behind e-com styling with all these brands.
0: Yeah, I feel like you and the team have kind of, mastered that and i feel like so many times i'm looking at a piece and i'm like oh let me look at the i really love the pants like and you see the section styled with and then you're down like a rabbit hole for like two hours on the essence site 200 yeah. pages yeah. in um yeah so yeah i feel like the team does a really great job with that and it makes a lot of sense that a lot of thought and care goes into you know these pairings as you mentioned mm-hmm. very curious to know just like your overall you know, just thoughts on style and style right now. I feel like everyone is very cognizant of that and really trying to think a lot more about their own personal style. And, you know, whether that means like standing out or being a part of a community. Mm -hmm. I'm just very interested in just your thoughts on style, particularly right now with, you know, so much happening on social media, whether that's on Instagram or or TikTok.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think like um we're a bit on the era of like everybody's talking about the era of de-influencing the internet and i think that's kind of like what i want to see more because there's been this like crazy years of uh viral products viral fashion products being worn by a lot of influencers or a lot of people online i would like point out mainly bottega shoes bottega bags that are everywhere um And it's kind of like, for me, the sense of style gets lost when there's uh, viral fashion trends like that because it doesn't show really personal style. Like I would really, like I really thrive on like seeing very young assistants at uh, my company that maybe don't have like the purchase power to dress designer nor they want to and their personal style is great because they get really creative like uh reworking their clothes or just finding quirky cool ways to style themselves and I think that's what I want to see more the idea of a personal style that isn't about showing very strong um key or like fashion statements through clothing um I was very inspired or um well I always put it as an example it's kind of a uh, cheesy but uh you know the Vogue videos of seven days seven looks yeah um I know um I I was like really inspired by the Paloma El Cicero, uh video because she's her own greatest stylist. Like she was showing looks that were so cool, but she was like styling herself being like, you know, I love this top, but I prefer when I twist it around my back. So it has this shape or this gets more balloony or uh, she knows exactly the shape of her body and embraces um, her, her anatomy, but also like, makes the garments work so well for herself and I was like that's style for you that's like you know like also buying like vintage fashion pieces that is not the, the the thing of the moment and just being like that's my favorite bag because I found it digging and digging and digging on the real real and it's mine forever uh that I think is like really like what style is for me like after like your own um, you know, um, own personal experiences with fashion since you're like a little kid to you're like you're a grown adult finally finding what defines you and what you like, and just like throwing some really cool outfits that are really embody who you are. And when you wear the outfit and not the outfit is wearing you, it's that what I really find like it's like the success of like styling in anybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, personal style is really just like an extension of, you know, who you are. So Mm -hmm. the more you kind of get to know yourself, your interest, your proportions, you can kind of find clothes that kind of fit that. And I do agree, like, I really love seeing more and more people kind of moving away from Logomania or even like a very recognizable, um, like, motif or something with a brand where you obviously know what it is. It's kind of like, hey, like, this is just kind of what works for me. And I think mm-hmm. that's like a really great sign to see. And mm-hmm. I feel like people are being more thoughtful, kind of slowing down their buying and being more considerate with, you know, what items they end up purchasing. I'm mm-hmm. um, interested to learn, you know, do you ever, you mentioned the video, like the, the Vogue videos, do you ever find yourself um, finding inspiration in other places, whether that's like people watching or um, visiting a different city, you know, Look I,
1: I definitely feel like my way to find inspiration uh, when I was living in Spain was just to do little weekend trips to other cities. That's what I really miss about Europe, like how easy it is and how cheap it is to travel everywhere. Like I go visit friends one day paris one day to london or little cities in belgium or like gothenburg sweden or wherever and then you would just walk down the streets and just see this different cultures through style that was like very very inspiring for me um but even here in north america i just find it like really great to see how different the style like young people is uh in montreal compared to toronto compared to like the craziness of different uh, aesthetics uh, from New York or, like, I don't know, even, like, going anywhere is always, like, so exciting. That's why travel, like, always opens up so much, like, your your eye for fashion. Even when I was in Jamaica, I was like, whoa, like, the style here is amazing. Like, it was, like, really... Uh, really really stylish like a older women and men down the street I was like whoa this is crazy it's great
0: yeah I mean I know people have it's become popular to say like everything's become homogenous you know it doesn't matter where you are people are kind of all dressing the same but I feel like when I travel I do see that kind of difference that just different mm-hmm. viewpoint on fashion and again it it's one of the many things that are just like really great about you know, travel in the world. If you have the opportunity to, the fortune to, is to kind of see that firsthand. Yeah. Also, I'm asking the question that I know many people would love to ask. It's you know, what are your tips for you know navigating the the essence sale. You know, any advice you would give to to the outside world of how to how to pick up the pieces that they want.
1: Just always use a wish list. <laughs> I'm a sucker for wish lists. <laughs> Um, just create your own profile, uh, You know, save things that you like. Uh, and um, I think it's really cool to, maybe when you're scrolling down, uh, it gets very um, overwhelming because there's like so many things, like so many pages to scroll through these crazy many of uh, brands that their name is like teeny tiny. But I'd say like, if you like an, an item, Uh, maybe click on the brand of the item, you know, because, oh, maybe you like this pants, but then brands always make collections. So just go and click on the name of the brand and see uh, what's up in there, you know, and um, scrolling down to the related items. But uh, also, like, think outside your box. Like, you know, like, maybe you just want to... Mm, beige sweater, but um that brand or other brands in the area of sweaters are making some fluffy striped sweaters that are that are interesting, you know? Um I think the the cool thing about essence I think is like the this photography is like very explanatory in a way. So um and honestly now's the time the sale season's like 70% off and then after a while it just everything disappears so uh yeah get in there um i just always save things on my wish list to be honest even if maybe it's not so much my style i'm like hmm this like leopard little flat shoes are kind of fun and in, if you save them on your wish list maybe you don't buy them at the moment but they're like there for a while and you st- still keep them in your wish list it means that the lasting power of like that click moment is actually it wasn't just like um, uh, like oh I wasn't really thinking about this but if you just don't delete it from your wish list it, it means that that you like it so
0: Exactly. I'm curious, do you, have you picked up anything recently that you've really been enjoying from, from Essence?
1: Um, have I picked anything? I bought, the last thing I bought at Essence was actually skincare. <laughs> uh, I like, I find the world of skincare really, really overwhelming because there's so many brands, so many beauty gurus, so many YouTubers that just tell you everything about all of the thousand products they're trying. And I have no idea about skincare. I just know, you know, the um, serum, moisturizer, oil that like are good for your skin. But there's some really, really, really great sales on skincare. So I just went and explored on that because it's true that the curation for beauty brands at Essence is like very luxury based. So I just went and bought a bunch of like, uh, skincare products, uh, just to try them out because the price felt right. And I've been really highly impressed. And then I bought myself a pair of Peter Doe jeans that were on sale from like last season. And, uh, they were great, like a um, black pair of jeans that are somewhat a little distressed on one side, and uh, yeah, that was a really high quality piece that I'm really glad I bought. Uh, but to be fully honest with you, I'm not a big uh essence shopper, and none are a lot of my coworkers. to be honest. Maybe we buy one <laughs> or two items per season yeah I mean we have like great great perks and discounts but um there's this thing of having a bit of a um, clothing fatigue when you work daily with so much clothing and uh you have you know when you like a, a garment or like an accessory online you're like oh my god this bag is so great it's so beautiful I want it and you have this insane desire but when you work with it physically daily uh it just the magic is kind of gone and that happens to uh, to us a lot sadly the magic magic of that desire is kind of gone when you see those items every day so i don't shop at essence as much as people think non any of my coworkers.
0: <laughs> yeah i mean that makes sense i mean yeah during my time in previous roles you kind of just when you've been staring at a screen of like this item for like two hours or this collection Mm -hmm. for three hours you're like okay I'm a little bit over it I never want to see this again
1: yeah Uh, and yeah and my daily job is literally scrolling scrolling through the website every single day so I'm like shopping for looks every day so I can exactly tell you the good heeled sandals that uh, are good for this brand. So it's just it just becomes like almost like homework. So I think we all take a little bit more pleasure. Oh my god, I feel like my bosses would hate me by saying this, but I think we all buy more fashion vintage pieces from other places sometimes and that gives us a lot of pleasure because it's like really like a hunt and you find something really precious um that's what a lot of people kind of do at work
0: well this is usually like classified information but do you have any recommendations of like good good vintage shops that people should check out when they're in the city
1: um there's this a uh, really cool brand uh a really cool shop at, in montreal called fe it's uh e-f-f-e uh, the owner, uh, carries a lot of very niche brands, um, uh, from like Galnet Cheng to mainland Rescad from Berlin, uh, also local designers, Polyedron Studio. It's like very crafty in a way, but, uh, uh, it's like a really really beautiful store um, also there's this designer from London that does this very beautiful corset and bra and skirts pieces that are latex and they're also crocheted so they're amazing um, that's a really cool store Effie and then but I just feel like Montreal's great for thrifting honestly like the culture in North America of like Thrifting is huge and uh, it's great for finding really cool finds. Um, uh, there's like you know the, there's two really big kind of chains of goodwill stores, the Value Village and Renaissance, the Quebec one. and those places are great to just go and thrift.
0: Have a like favorite piece that you found while while thrifting? like, your grail from from these uh, digging in the bins? Uh,
1: I'm going to open my closet right now, actually, because I'm, like, close to it. Um, I have some really, really cool, like, just leather boots that I found. Uh, Really, really great, like, um knee high boots that have like a lot of straps around that are like really cool thrifted finds, and they're like these random Italian brand from the eighties, and so the quality is amazing. Um, uh, but I'd say my Grail from uh, I think it was Grail or like Vestiaire Collective. I one of my favorite pieces is a. Balenciaga shirt that's all full of uh, dollar bills (laughs) it's really oversized and it's like all green dollar bills and it's really really funny to wear and uh people really like it
0: love when you can find that like really special piece at at the thrift um fun like you just spend like a whole saturday or a whole sunday just like hey we're gonna have like five of these we're gonna look through the bench we're gonna look through the racks and hopefully find something Something special,
1: yeah. I mean, what I find that I'm finding really insane grails and insane thrifts is for kids' clothing. I'm obsessed with uh, finding really cool ki- kids' clothes these days, and uh, uh, the Value Village and Renaissance that I'm talking about are great for that because you have amazing. Hand-knit sweaters, um, cute little overalls, amazing little sneakers. And they're all, like, $2 or something. Like, finding kids' clothing from the 80s and 90s for kids its like, the cutest thing ever. Um, I found really cool pieces, like, old-school little Nikes, um, uh, Carhartt overalls for babies that are kind of, like, nice. Warm. Yeah, as, as if the babies were, like, actually, like, carpenters or something. But, yeah, kids' clothing is also so much more sustainable. It just does, doesn't make sense to buy kids' clothes, like, they, that's new because they grow so fast out of it. And, I don't know, it just makes it really fun to just go and shop for your kid and make him really look really cool and just, like, you know, that a year and you're not spending insane amounts of money on it. You're kind of being sustainable and then you can pass it down to friends or family you know
0: exactly I mean I come from a big family so hanging downs were always like a massive yeah. thing uh,
1: yeah. luckily
0: I was the oldest so I got, I got the they're new clothes to me uh not so much yeah. to my brothers and uh, I mean I think that's a really great way of like finding really cool pieces and
1: hey mm-hmm. your kid looks great yeah and there's so much history to clothes. like I'm I love hand-knit sweaters because you know that like someone close to that kid on the first time like knitted that sweater for that kid and then you're just finding it a new life and uh, it's just so precious.
0: Thank you for the recommendations. I will be checking them out. Um, I'll be in Canada uh, later this year in a couple of months. So definitely would love to uh, drop by.
1: Of course. <laughs> I would be a really good tour guide around here. <laughs>
0: Amazing. Um, so anything that people should be kind of keeping an eye out for from Essence in the next, you know, few months?
1: Um, I'd say uh there's very exciting new brands that are dropping. I'm very excited for the buying report this year. I don't think I can fully tell, <laughs> but there's been some really exciting new brands that are going to be incorporated. Very cool fashion collaborations that are happening too. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of cool stuff happening this next few months. So, uh, you definitely should check an eye for those ones.
0: Where can the people follow you to just kind of like stay up to date on everything that you're doing?
1: Uh, I'd say Instagram. Um, I'm not super active because, uh, I just have a little kid around that's taking all my energy, but yeah, my handle is l-o-u dot d-a-l-l and, um, I share sometimes like some snippets of my job and just personal projects I'm working on and, um, maybe I'll get into TikTok, who knows? I'm still dabbling in that world but uh i'm not fully confident in it yet but yeah instagram is more my world so far
0: yeah there we go everything will be you know linked in the podcast description for anyone who's Mm -hmm. interested again highly recommend carolina Mm -hmm. thank you so much for coming on the podcast
1: yeah thank you
0: this podcast is sponsored by canoe club Canoe Club has been one of my favorite retailers for such a long time, so it's a real honor to have them sponsoring the pod. If you're unfamiliar with Canoe Club, it's a retailer based out of Boulder, Colorado, that carries brands such as Engineer Garments, VisVim, Capital, Nanamika, Levi's, Orslow, Friends of the Pod, Marnie, Solomon, and Popeye Magazine, and so much more. They have such an incredible assortment, ranging from under-the-radar emerging brands to beloved heritage brands. I had the founder of Canoe Club, Timothy Grendel, on the podcast, which I'll have linked in the description if you're interested in learning more about the retailer. I'll also be showcasing some of my favorite pieces on the Fashion Collective Instagram, as well as in the weekly newsletter. The team over at Canoe Club has been very kind to offer a 15% discount code for all the Fashion Collective podcast listeners. Use code fashioncollective 15. To get 15% off your next order again it is fashion collective 15 to get 15% off your next order the link to the site will be linked in the description for you guys to head over and check out the assortment thank you to better help for sponsoring this episode schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge with betterhelp you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy but with a therapist who is custom picked for you more scheduling flexibility and a more affordable price get 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com fashion collective that's better H-E-L-P dot com slash fashion collective.